I guess follow up to our last conversation, like summarizing how, you know, our one goal is not necessarily career related, but how we can best serve. Um, Tanya sent like a little survey to help us find our gifts. And I will say, I was just gonna like, ask. it left me more confused because I'm like 60 something percent in all five areas. And I was like, what does this mean? I'm well balanced, but... <laughs> For the fivefold ministry? Yeah. And that maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but it was like each category was like 60 to 67-ish percent. Did you have one that was your primary though? It didn't look like it. I have to find mine. I'm like, can you send me, can you share your screen again? Yeah, I want to see. Share your yeah, screen. Let's see. Your, let's see it. Let me find it. And now I'm like, what did I say? Which one did I send you? Um, I mean, there's all different types, right? See, can you see? Mm. Oh, mm -hmm. so, I mean, you can use any of those, but it looks like evangelist and pastor are um, your highest. Even right, but they're all so close. Like, um, maybe it's because I am not a decisive person. It was like, I didn't have definitive, definitive enough of it. <laughs> responses. Well, but like, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Occasionally, yeah, yeah but, often, whatever. The thing is, is it's not that, you won't like if you consider for example like a pastor right and the role of a pastor and the responsibility um that doesn't mean that the pastor won't also prophesy doesn't mean that they also won't evangelize right like so it's not that um it's like you're one and that's it it's just where do your your strengths lie or where are you I, th I feel like, especially for apostle and pastor, like those things like incorporate all of the others in so many different ways. Um, but yeah, for me, I'll, like, I'll have to I, dig in more. But yeah, did you two do it? Did you read the the, the descriptions though? I feel like not. It's yeah, not as in depth. I need to go back and look. Ah, yeah. see. When you read the descriptions, that's where the juice is. <laughs> that's where like the good stuff is. Are they tailored I, based on our, do you know, our answers or like, is it going to be the same for like evangelist is the same for everyone? Oh, no, the the descriptions are just general. Okay. Like what is an apostle, not like your type of evangelist. I wasn't sure. <laughs> hmm. Uh, yeah, but I think it it really, when you read those, I think those, I found those to be really helpful and make things make sense, particularly when you consider, right, because a lot of times we think of ministry and gifts as like just serving in the church, 
right? Like in literally in like the church building. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not an ordained minister or a pastor or deacon, you, you know, it's like you, you feel like, uh, I'm not really clear, but it goes beyond that, right? Like your calling and your purpose goes beyond like a physical church building. I feel like, um, when we did have that discussion, I was teetering. I feel like purpose and passion are two separate things. And I feel like at the beginning of that last podcast, I was mistaking purpose for passion because when I feel like passion, what we were discussing was more so in that career path lane and purpose is like what you plan on or what your purpose is in, in life in general and like what your calling is. Um, and I feel like those those two words kind of, well, at least for me, were kind of merging a little bit. And I've, I've um, after listening to the, to the episode, it was kind of like, you know, those are two separate things, you know, especially how you were um, explaining it, Tanya, like our purpose, our purpose in this world is to be of service for God and um, his people and, you know, to, you know, be outreach and, um, that kind of all brought brought it together for me and made so much more sense after I after I rewatched it. It's so weird that when you're saying it, it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like you know what you're saying and you you're trying to explain like how your experience has been, but when you listen back and like actually like hear what you're saying and then listen to the advice, you know, that you guys were both giving even though it wasn't really advice, you guys were just talking about your own personal experiences. Um it made a lot more sense. And I was just like, oh gosh, two separate things. <laughs> I listened to a podcast recently. I think it's Ologies podcast. Couldn't tell you which ology it was dedicated to, but they were talking about um, being happy in life and being happy with life. And it's like in life is kind of like what you're doing or that career aspect. And then being happy with life is like, are you fulfilling your purpose? Are you like happy with where you're at and your movement towards goals, which I thought was interesting, kind of, you could be happy with where you're at, but not necessarily what you're doing or vice versa. Mm, mm, mm. I feel like I agree with that, but like opposite. So you said you're happy with, with life. How was it? Well, you can be both. You can be happy no, yeah. like with life or happy in life. What you're doing. In life, that's what you said. Happy with life or happy in life? Wow, that's deep. Let's dissect that. <laughs> <laughs> so happy happy with life. So you would consider happy with life subcategories. Nice job, nice car, loans paid off. You know, yeah. ideal whatever life that is. And then happy life, I think, is like the opposite. It's like your spiritual, like okay. I was thinking in life was more of that. Life. That's why I was asking because I was like, happy in life means I know my purpose. I know what I like in my life. Happy with life, like me and life are you know with each other. We're coinciding. We're going down the same lane at the same speed. You know what I'm saying? Happy in life. Am I making sense? <laughs> I just love Tanya's reaction to that. <laughs> I, I, I might, I might need some more coffee. You're gonna have to run that back like slow. <laughs> so happy with life. I interpret it 
opposite of how Corinne interpreted it. So happy with life means I'm happy with the things life has given me. If life has given me things, this is just in a, you know, a secular term, you know, nice car, nice job, the material things, the worldly things. Happy in life means I'm happy with like in myself, in what I'm doing, in my purpose. So with an in. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what has me perplexed is the whole, I, the concept of happy. Mm-hmm. Right? She said, I think that's where I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get with it. I'm, tr- I'm trying to go with it. I'm just like. No, and I say this with all sincerity, right? Because these are the things where I challenge myself even in the word. Like, does God care about our happiness? Oh, and one of my favorite scriptures is like, because your love is better than basically anything in this life, I will praise you. That's me very much paraphrasing, but, and it's like, okay, then like, yeah, anything that we, just, we think is happiness? happiness now is going to be that much joy greater. Happiness? Sorry, what, Jeannie? Because God wants you to have joy. And I coincide joy with happiness. But is, so that's a good question. Is joy the same thing as being happy? Right? No, I don't think so. And I think that in the, the down, Come on, Corinne. That, like contentment. And it's like, we use all these words interchangeably, but what do they truly mean? Like for me, joy is like truly from connecting with others and like, feeling like I have value in this world and that I have a purpose in this world. Whereas happiness, like I could be happy with, you know, watching a sporting event. Um, but that doesn't mean that I necessarily have joy. But are you happy when you do have joy? I, yes. That's but what I, think I was it's trying more to say. Of a state of being than a feeling. No, for sure. But that's what I was coinciding happiness and joy. Because if God says he's giving me joy, then I, I can find happiness in that joy. When I'm, when I have joy, it, it, it removes all of the outside factors, you know, cause that's, that's when you really receive joy is when despite of my circumstances, I have found something that has kept me, I have found, God has given me something to hold on to. And that makes me happy. You know, I'm not feeling the opposite of happiness when I have joy. Although, you know, if you're happy, you that's a very tempor- temporary emotion. You know, happiness is very, it fluctuates. But with joy, I feel like this is just me. I don't know this. My emotions are different than everyone else's. But, you know, when I'm, when I have joy, when I found that substance, I do get, I do have happiness. It may not be like the, you know, typical, like, oh, I'm going to run, leap, you know, but it's more of a contentment. The debate continues. And just like, <laughs> and I was like, Dr. Tanya, bring us back to the word. Yeah. Um, how are, how, what are your, what are your I, You know, I just, I, I'm sitting, I'm listening, I'm listening. And I think this is where, like, I hear folks get just tripped up because we center our feelings and I don't want to be harsh, but I'm also like, does God, I, I guess, let me, let me, let me, let me soften this with a question. Like, does, 
<laughs> does God care about our feelings or, or require us to feel good about things or our obedience? You know, I feel, I feel like yeah, our feelings. I would yeah. say like, but when we are obedient, then we tend to be happier. We tend to have more like of those positive attributes later but not always in the moment i was gonna say gonna like even though you're obedient doesn't mean you're just gonna have butterflies like you know like oh i'm i'm obeying so where's the where's the joy lord you know there <laughs> there's a process you know yeah i mean but we all went through this even as as kids right and our whoever raised us was like you gonna get in there and wash them dishes and it's like I don't want to wash these stupid dishes. Like, man, bump these dishes. I, what'd you say? Nothing. You know, like you kind of do it. But now I have an appreciation for the discipline and the lessons that came with that, right? Um, that I can have respect, reverence. And uh, like I said, just gratitude for that moment. But in that moment, I was not happy, you know? And I feel like that as well with the lord like we're we're in the world and culture is so focused on be happy you know self-care like do things that please you and that is so deceptive like it is just it's like the trick of the enemy of this idea and this concept that you should be pursuing what makes you feel good you know, and that's like centering yourself, right? And that's like, we have to center God. If, you know, we're going to call ourselves Christians, right? This ain't for everybody. If you're not a Christian, the same for you, you know, but for those of us who profess Jesus as Lord, right? Then is he Lord over your life or only the areas that you want to like say, okay, I don't know what to do. You go ahead and take this, but this right here, I'm going to keep doing this because, or I'm going to pursue this because of the feelings I get right it's the feelings and those desires that what got eve tripped up in the whole first place mm -hmm. <laughs> she saw the fruit and it was desirable right yeah. it was like this feeling that she had but the problem is it was not obedient and i feel like we have to do that um like really check ourselves of like this is not about my feelings mm -hmm. right like the joy god promises me joy right um but being obedient doesn't mean that I'm always going to be happy about being obedient. Mm -hmm. And Paul talks about it in Philippians, right? Like about, I've learned to be content, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and I'm going to just paraphrase and put in my hood translation. I don't had money. I ain't had money. I've been, you know, rich and po and all everything in between. And I've learned to be content and know that I can do all things through through Christ who strengthens me, who gives me strength. And like, I think we have to be really careful as followers of Christ to not get caught up in the language of culture and the ideas that sound good. They say, you know, they're close. God promised me joy, right? Like, I, you know, it's so close mm -hmm. and it's like just enough truth to still be deceiving, right? And you have to like check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself. <laughs> like it's not about your feelings. It's not about you being happy. Um, I feel like that will come after you like learn obedience and are obedient to what God has called you to do. But 
just because it don't make you happy doesn't mean that that's not what God is requiring of you at that time. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, and when people start talking about happy, I want to be happy in my feelings and my joy. And I'm like, yeah, and I feel like, like you said, like happiness is such a temporary feeling that you can't get caught up in it because you're like, gosh, I was just happy, you know? <laughs> and like your your emotions fluctuate. And like when you get caught up on those emotions, you tend to harp on how you used to feel and how you want to feel, you know, other than like what you're, what you're actually doing, what your actions are, you know, moving you towards. Like, are you, are you putting yourself in a, in a space where you can receive God's joy? You know, are, are we being obedient? Are we, you know, taking those steps, those daily steps to make that happen. Um, so yeah, I, I, I totally agree, especially when you put it, when you put it like that, for sure. Um, but like I said, like joy, having that emotion, not, I wouldn't even call joy an emotion. It's, it's God sent, you know, God, God is the only person I feel like can, can bring you true joy, you know, because who can, who can take you out of those, those situations when you're alone by yourself, you know, and you're like, have no one to call, like literally no one to call, you know, it's, it's, I've had those, those nights where I'm just like, there's no one else to talk to, but God right now. And I have, I have in that moment received peace, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not that I didn't feel bad or I, I was all of a sudden, you know, I wasn't crying or upset or anything like that. But it was that feeling of, I know he's there, you know, and these feelings aren't going to be forever. Trouble doesn't last always, you know, and that always, you know, joy coming in the morning, joy comes in the morning, you know, so for sure, for sure. I was just trying to look up, you know, joy versus happiness. Mm. And I like the way that it says this. I don't know if they're credible, but I'm just, just going to say it right now. <laughs> the peer we can follow up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but happiness is, is, you can get happiness from a lot of things, right? Like even worldly things. Um, right. And, but joy, on the other hand, is a long lasting state of being, right? Mm -hmm. And joy is promised by God. And, um, versus like happiness right like oh I got my you know favorite drink from Starbucks that makes me happy but did God mm -hmm. promise that he's gonna you know make sure I always get a drink from Starbucks like that's right that's not you know what I'm saying um versus like the state of being that regardless of what I'm going through I can be going through the worst some of the worst challenges or darkest times, but still have joy, you know, knowing who I am in Christ and understanding that even in these darkest times, like God is still making a way and providing. So I'm not happy about any circumstantial things, but still mm -hmm. have a state of being of joy. And like, to what you said, like those times are necessary. You know, if we all went through life just happy, you know, we wouldn't have anything to overcome and we wouldn't. Would you, I'm like, I would argue, would you even know, know what? If you had, we're happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't appreciate, you wouldn't appreciate it because any trial or any, you know, hardship that you've been through, 
has made you better for the next situation, you know, and not to say it's easier, you know, but you've like, God has brought me through this, you know, he promises to always keep me, you know? So I'm just like, right now it's hard and I'm struggling, but I know I'm gonna come out on the other side better. You know, you always got to think about that on the other side, you know? So for sure, for sure. What do you think are the challenges for us as Christians? Cause you said, um, you know, you spoke of a faith and hope, right? I know that it's going to be better on the other side. What do you think are, what do y'all think are some of the challenges that folks have with being obedient in the moment if there are those promises? I mean, I don't know if this is exactly answering your question, but I feel like social media can be something that takes you off track so quickly. I mean, even literally right before this, I was scrolling and like this guy that I used to like talk to, he ended up moving and like, it was this like, okay, what could have happened? He announced that he's engaged. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like that could have been me. And like, then I was like, dude, doesn't even matter. Like, clearly there's a better plan for you. Like chill out. Don't get wrapped up in this, like be happy for your friend and like move on. But I just like, even in, this was in the last hour, it was like, really, this is exactly what you're like about to be speaking on. And (laughs) (laughs) you're falling victim to it right now. That's how God works too. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you think, you think you got it? <laughs> Let's see. No, I agree. Social media can definitely, and like, even like with your own progress, because you see what everyone else is doing. You're looking at what so-and-so is doing, what they're doing, and you get distracted from what God has already worked in your life. You know, it's, it's like God has blessed you in so many different ways, but you're so focused on how he's blessing somebody else that you disregard his blessings for you. And then what, what do we do when God's like, okay, well, if you're not grateful, let me just take some of this stuff away. And you're like, what happened, God? Like, what did I do? Da, 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 da. You were focusing too much on somebody else. That's what you're doing. And not you know? like being and, happy for them, but like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, And that's another struggle, being genuinely happy for people. Because when you look at someone, you're not like, oh, good for me. <laughs> <laughs> speak for me um you're not looking at it like oh well you know depends who they are depends who they are my friends genuinely happy for you guys um but you know just people out in the world you're like oh wow now why isn't that me you know what do they have that I don't have and you're like they are asking themselves that same question about somebody else it's a ripple, like it's a ripple effect. Like it's, it's, someone's always looking at, like stop focusing on other people and focus on your own blessings. God has blessed me in so many ways. Like I can, I, I can't even count. What's that, what's that song? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Um, it's like, you have to continuously reel yourself back, be like, God, God's blessing for somebody else is not, and you may not be ready for that blessing. You over here looking at somebody else and what they have, and you haven't even put in the work to make sure that you're ready for that. And it's not even, it may not even be for you. You may get that and be like, now, why did I ask for this? This is too much. Now, why did I ask to be a social media 
platform influencer. Now I got all these people in my business telling me what I'm, what I look like and what I should wear. And, you know, you, these are the things you're asking for, but are you, are you ready for, for what comes with it? You know? So I always like sit back and like, remember and really ask yourself what, what you, what your, where your heart is at, you know, where, where, where are your desires coming from? You know, is it coming from like a very secular place and very jealous and envious place? And like, what does this person have? Or is it genuinely like, Lord, these are the desires of my heart and I am, I want to be in align with your will. If your will isn't aligned with this, God's going to make it happen. But if you start, you know, God's going to be like, mm, we need a course correct, get you on the right track, you know? So social media is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Know thyself. That's what I want to say, know thyself. What's funny is like, I feel like back in my day, <laughs> Everybody blames. Stop, Tanya. No, that's. I felt like I was like I'm about to have a real old moment right right now. (laughs) But um, I was like, Lord, now I know why they were saying that. But you know, at first it was like everybody blamed punk rock music. Everybody blamed gangster rap music, right? And now it's like social media. And I'm not saying that those things don't. Um. You know, there are definitely some adverse impacts, right? Some unintended consequences, like there are tools and there are things that can be used, but like social media, like you really have to be conscious of what's happening. And it's so difficult because it's so easy to just consume, right? And then we almost become like gluttonous of like Mm. this media and this programming and this messaging and like you don't realize especially like how things are trending and the rhetoric and like how easily that can become your own mm-hmm. um but even with that all the things that y'all were just saying right like when you're constantly seeing these images and you know people can post whatever they want of course you're going to post the best stuff why am I going to post when I look like trash you know so it creates this narrative and this idea of like perfection and this these ideas of like these streams of success that I feel like the the consequence of that and what we miss and what we lose is like you know people don't see the struggle People don't mm-hmm. see how you had to wait and persevere and endure and, you know, and and sacrifice. Like they don't see that. And so that is a huge piece that's missing. And then it's very easy to just start comparing, mm-hmm. right? Of like, well, I don't look like that or I haven't reached that success. And, you know, it just becomes like this false image of what life and living life and walking out this thing, um, this, this, this Christianity and walking out our faith actually looks like. Um, but you have to be really conscious of that. Like you have to be aware of like, what am I consuming? What am I feeding? And that's, you know, recognizing that that's, what's going to grow and the dangers of like the comparison but also you know I think there's some value in us you know um, especially as as leaders in any space of being transparent and vulnerable enough to share our weaknesses right Mm -hmm. Uh, respectfully like 
be careful not to cast your pearls before swine. I'm not saying go put all your business online. I'm not, <laughs> not want to clarify. <laughs> not saying, but I think like in intimate settings with the people that you have relationships with and influence, I think it's important, right, to share like your areas of weakness, but not just so that for our own sake, but like, hey, when I'm weak, then he's strong. Like this mm-hmm. is how God is bringing me through. But also this is the the faithfulness, the endurance, the sacrifice and the obedience that is required so that when you do see God bless me in my life, you know, it's not just because I'm so great, right? Mm-hmm. And it didn't just happen um, overnight, so to speak. So when you when you said that, that brought up something that used to, um, used to bother me. Um, God reigns on the just and the unjust. And, you know, um, I have, I have friends that, um, atheist friends, just God, just blessing them, blessing them, blessing them. <laughs> I'm like, look, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> but it brings me back to that thought, like, Janie, don't look at what God's doing for them. Cause God's going, God's going to bless who we want to bless. God has used people who, who you, you know, the, um, the story of, um, what was that story? The woman, um, at the well, we were just preaching about this. Anyway, God's going to bless who he wants to bless period. Okay. And you what he's doing in that in that person's life is none of your business um and that was something that used but it's something that used to bother me a lot um and I just want to hear your thoughts on that because when you when you said that you're saying you don't see the work that so-and-so's doing or you don't see the work that I'm doing you don't know what kind of work they're doing but if they're actively saying they're you know they don't believe in God they don't walk in a you know righteous path you know how what are your thoughts (laughs) yeah well there is a scripture that comes to mind so when I when I comes to me I'll I'll share it um there's a few things though um (laughs) One, like this world is fleeting, right? Mm-hmm. I think we get too caught up in getting our reward right here and right now with material things that ain't gonna last, right? We think because somebody has a nice car and a nice house and a nice salary and, you know, they seemingly have like this, like picture, per- it's like our ideas of success and, and blessings right? I think that's where that could use some peeling back and some dissecting, right? Like our, is our idea of what it looks like to be blessed in accordance with the word of God or in line with culture. Mm. And those are two totally separate things, right? Um, Because somebody can have all these things like, oh, they have a nice car and they got a promotion and they got these things. That don't mean nothing. Mm -hmm. That don't mean nothing. Let me tell you why, because tomorrow is not promised. And then Mm -hmm. where are you going? Mm -hmm. Right? Number one, number two, you have no idea what's going to happen to you later in life. 
right? Um, you can have all the money right now. Look at Bill Gates. There's not enough money in the world that could have saved him or delivered him or healed him from cancer, mm -hmm. right? Like those are things that we have to consider. And then also like, you know, who's around you, you know? Um, I think that there's just, there's so many other like ideas and concepts of like, what does do blessings look like, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, the fact that I, it, it, I don't want I won't, I won't get too deep in that, but I think that's one thing to like peel back of like, what does being blessed look like? And is that biblically based or based in culture? Mm -hmm. Right. And then again, if that's what blessings look like to you, you can have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stick with Jesus and my God over here. Right. Yeah. Um, you can have all that. Um, because again, those things are fleeting and they don't, they will never last forever. Like our Bible tells us to store up our treasures in heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's, that's what being blessed looks like to me. Right. Um, God making a way in God's provisions. I also think there's something to really look at as far as like God's principles, right. God's principles at work, whether you believe in him or not, the Bible says, mm -hmm. given, it shall be given unto you. There are a lot of people who give and receive, right. But we have a responsibility as stewards, right. That we are, how we're using those resources. Right. But you got all kinds of people. We got billionaires that are atheists, mm -hmm. billionaires, right? All that money means nothing. And guess what? You can have all that money. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And as a child of God, I have access to all of this and I will always have everything that I need. So you can have your billions and trillions of dollars. My needs will be met. That's the fact. Yes. <laughs> like that, that's my truth. Yes. Right. So I'm just saying, like, you know, I think we have to really consider that. And that's where it gets into, like, again, we're in the world, not of the world. Right. We are here to influence this world. And the last thing is Satan is the ruler of this world. And we don't want to talk. We don't like to talk about that in the church. Right. But he has power like this is his world. These are his systems, you know. But the thing is, he does not have authority like God gives us the authority authority to take dominion in these in these spaces we just don't always tap into it mm -hmm. right and that leaves us weak and defenseless as christians because we don't walk in the authority that god has given us mm -hmm. um, so i think that's something too and that's why i'm i'm just always like but what does the word say because that's where my promises are that's where my guidance is that's what my and how does that differ from the world because it's easy to just be like oh yeah and you start especially you can start scrolling on tiktok and before you know it you talking like the world but he said come out and be separated yeah and we have to be intentional on separating ourselves and washing our minds with the word of god and walking in the truth that he's given us so those are my thoughts on that i don't know what blessing amen for that. Well, yeah. no yes i but love that calling out like I mean, I love that you just dissect the words regardless, but the first right. thing you've asked, like, what does it mean to be blessed? I think of the Beatitudes and it's like, those who mourn, those who are meek, poor in spirit. And it's like, if you were to look up hashtag blessed, no one's going to be posting about mourning. No one's going to be posting about like those things. And it's like, okay, how, yeah, these very much don't align. Yeah. I feel like when I did have those thoughts, like, why why is this person it was 
it was at a point in time where I wasn't able to fully appreciate what God has, my health, you know, not have poor in spirit and truly blessed. (laughs) When you're, when you're young, when you're a young Christian, even though you're going to church every day, you don't understand a lot of what's being said. You know, a lot of this stuff comes from experience and living, you know? So it wasn't until I went through some stuff where I was like, well, thank God I have the right state of mind Mm -hmm. to know better, to do better, to, you know, have my health and my well-being, you know, being, being, um, happy and finding joy in those things, <laughs> finding joy in those things, you Don't know, it was that H word. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say H word. But yeah, it wasn't until I got older where I was able to appreciate that. But when you're young and you're like still naive, you're a babe in the, in, you know, still getting that Bible milk. I didn't fully comprehend, like, you know, cause you don't see the riches in heaven. They tell you about it, but you don't, that's not something you see. You see the secular riches every single day, you know? And that was something that just used to be like, you know, but experience tells all, it will show all, you know, in time, time will reveal all things. So thank you, Tanya, for dissecting that. Thank you. And Corinne, I really like what you said about what the Bible says about, you know, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are right like let's just take that for just a moment and we could parlay this into the next conversation right blessed are those who mourn if you don't if you've never had to mourn someone like you don't really feel that Mm -hmm. because it does not feel like a blessing that -hmm. goes back to what we started with about this whole idea of happiness like it's excruciating pain when you are mourning someone that you feel cheated, you feel robbed, you feel like it's unfair, you second guess and question, like it, you are crying hysterically, like, you know, uncontrollably at times. Like there is nothing about mourning someone that feels like a bless, like that you're blessed, mm-hmm. right? And so like, like that alone, just that, and that's just one of the Beatitudes, right? Like, um, <laughs> the whole list but I'm just saying there are so many things that like that God calls you blessed in that moment that is like doesn't feel like it yeah culture you're like that don't go together Mm -hmm. that don't make any kind of sense you know and I feel like we do that you know that's important for us as believers to really again just be realistic about what it means to follow Christ like (laughs) a life of sacrifice it's not for the faint at heart you know like it's not easy and and it it doesn't we're not excluded right as believers from like all of a sudden everything goes well for us we're happy all the time and god you know pours out all these quote-unquote miracles from heaven that look like a maserati and some louboutins you know what i'm saying like that's not how this works and I feel like we have to have some really real conversations of what it means to to walk by faith and not by sight and what does bless being blessed look like what does joy mean for us as believers and it don't look nothing like what you see on TikTok (laughs) (laughs) not not even close 
I feel like we, I mean, is there any, like, if flaunt your blessing, you know, people can show off their secular blessings, like, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored, like, yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm a flaunt my, my blessing. I have peace <laughs> that passes all understanding, a mm -hmm. sense of, of peace and calmness that doesn't make any sense where people would be panicking. And if I was me five years ago, I would be like stressed out and panicking. But because I know the closer I get to God, the more I trust him, right? The more I I don't need to worry about those things. And like, God gives me peace. That's how I'm blessed. And just knowing that gives me joy, even though yes. everything, if you look at everything, it's a hot mess. <laughs> right. It's a beautiful hot mess. Yes. <laughs> beautiful mess. Am I supposed to go? I'm like, am I actually flaunting my blessings? If you want to. Oh, I don't know. I just, yeah, like I said, I mean, I mentioned it earlier and I couldn't even name the psalm that it is, but I just often think like anything that's great in this life is going to be magnified that much more just simply with God's love. And like, just that thought is okay. Just reassurance. It brings me so much reassurance when things are going well, they're going to be even better when things are going bad, all will be fine. Amen. Um, I would say that my blessing, since we're flaunting our blessing, this should be like a thing we do, um, that even though I don't understand anything, anything that's, you know, currently going on, even when I think I do understand what's going on, I find, um, joy and peace in knowing that God ha has his best intentions for me and he's never going to lead me in, um, a direction where he does not desire me to go. And even if I do go astray, he's always going to be there, you know, with his hand, you know, held out for me, you know, because the world tries to take us apart, you know, and bring us, bring us back to the dark side. But God's always going to be that standing refuge, you know, to always go back to, he's going to be that lighthouse. Go back to episode one, <laughs> follow the light. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Excellent.